Hello, my name is Jocelyn Frank, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Emerging markets around the world, countries like Brazil, Russia, and China, have enjoyed years of buoyant growth. But recently, some emerging markets, or EMs as they're sometimes referred to, have seen a slowdown. That change of pace was the subject of a seminar during the recent IMF World Bank annual meetings. The seminar was called Emerging Markets, Restoring the Momentum. Tim Adams was a participant in the discussions. He's the head of the Institute of International Finance, a global association of financial institutions. After the discussion, I spoke with Mr. Adams and asked him whether the slowing growth of emerging markets should be understood as the new normal. Well, it may be. There have been a whole host of of factors that have been tailwinds, if you will, that have been driving emerging market growth for a long period of time, uh, including important reforms in in the 1990s, this commodity super cycle, uh, a massive amount of leverage and credit expansion, growth from uh, the advanced world, obviously, up until the crisis. So, uh, and and then, obviously, we've had a world awash with cheap and abundant uh, capital at interest rates at, uh, you know, at hovering at historic lows. So there have been a number of drivers of growth, and many of those drivers are, are changing or adjusting or, or dissipating. So it's it's not surprising that their growth trajectory, the EM's dr- growth trajectory, is, is changing. If that's the case, What do you see being the outlook for five to ten years? Do things continue to slow down? Is it going to become a drag, a slog, or will this be more of a cyclical change? You know, it it depends. One might argue that the growth that we've witnessed over the past ten years was unsustainable because much of it was credit and leverage driven. And in fact, that you would want to see something a little bit slower and more balanced and more sustainable. I think there's some truth to that argument, actually. But the, the future of the EM it rests in, in the, the politicians and officials' hands. I think if they undertake a whole host of, of uh, micro supply side changes, uh, that they can actually find ways to grow much faster than is now anticipated. But, and that's against the backdrop of sound uh, macro prudential management. So I, I, I'm optimistic, but it requires, it requires some very tough decisions and, and a lot of the right policies. It's just not going to happen spon- uh, you know, in a spontaneous fashion. Can you give me an example of a few of those policies that you think could make an immediate difference? Sure. It's freeing the banks from being policy instruments of the state so they can actually allocate credit on an, a, an efficient basis. Developing capital markets so that you can fund long-term projects through the capital market, markets rather than banks. Uh, financial inclusiveness. Two and a half billion adults, half the world's population, don't have access to formal financial services. Building the infrastructure for financial services, uh, credit rating agencies, accounting uh, systems, all the infrastructure that goes with a more robust and more developed, innovative financial service sector. So with so many good suggestions ready, right at the fingertips of any country that might ask, what's the holdup? Why, why aren't more countries taking advantage of smart policy decisions? You know, it's an enigma. It's easy for us as technocrats in Washington to you know, speculate and, and, uh, and diagnose and offer prescriptions. But each country has its own set of political constraints, whether it's, it's rent-seeking behavior or vested interest uh, of powerful political forces with respect to certain industries, uh, or whether it's just complacency or whether uh, it's paralysis. Uh, or it could be we just see in many of these markets, especially over the next 24 months, a series of elections, and politicians aren't interested in, in, in breaking new ground with respect to 
going before their voters. So I think each country has its own unique story, but I think we'd all be better off if they took more robust and much more aggressive action. What are the best encouraging words you can offer a country to be bold in that way and to, to stop waiting for a crisis before they take action? Yeah, there's a growing middle class population around the world, 500 million and growing, that are much more sophisticated and understand that uh, investment in human capital, labor uh, force reforms, financial innovation, uh, investing in the, in the capital stock and the real capital stock, all those things are very important drivers of growth. And I think they will over time demand better, more sophisticated policies. At the end of the day, nothing substitutes for good macro uh, policy management. That was Tim Adams, head of the Institute of International Finance, speaking about how emerging markets could harness stronger growth. To hear more podcasts like this, log on to www.soundcloud.com slash imf-podcasts.